which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, which should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. And everybody said, Praise the Lord. And everybody said, Hallelujah. I need to read verse 22 in this chapter. Because they believed not in God and trusted not in His salvation. I'd like to minister for a little while this morning on act on acts. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. History has a way of repeating itself and people have demonstrated for a long, long time that nobody learns anything from history. I would like for us to realize that God wants us to be the exception. He wants us to be the exception and not the rule. The rule is that people don't learn anything from history. The people, the people continue on like a great herd of beasts and they just go headlong over the precipice and down into the waters and they drown. But God, the Bible teaches, inspired Isaiah in the 53rd chapter and called this, particularly starting with Jesus, the Messiah, a root out of dry ground. Most of the time out of dry ground, you're not going to get very much. That's the rule. But with God, we have here an exception because God's will will be done in somebody's life. And that His Word is forever settled in heaven. And it is established that He has counseled with nobody but Himself. He can talk about and make it inclusive. For an example, it is written in Genesis 1 and 26 when God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. But then it said, And God created. You might want to note it didn't say God's. It didn't include any angels. There was no other person involved here. It said God created. I appreciate the fact that God can spread forth his hands and his arms. They're not short and that he reaches. I'm glad that his ear, figuratively speaking, is not deaf, but he can hear. I appreciate God including and wanting everybody to be a part of his great salvation. But as you read Psalm 78, you will read how many great things God did. And in spite of that, verse 22 said that they fell into trouble because they believed not in God and they trusted not in His salvation. 
This morning, I want you to be a part of the exception. I want you to be a part of God's elect. I want you to be a part of the body of Christ and Jesus himself, the chief cornerstone in the head, and that you could be a part of that which sprang out of dry ground, that which goes against the grain, that which goes against the natural mind and the natural thinking of natural people, but that you could be a part of God's spiritual plan. For God is a spirit, and he's looking for people that will worship him differently, that will worship him according to his word, according to his will, according to his counsel, according to what he commands and he's looking for. You don't need the herd mentality. You don't need to run with the crowd, the so-called majority. You don't need to do it because everybody else is doing it. You don't need to think in the patterns of this world. You need to tap into the world to come. You need to taste and see that the Lord, he is good. You need to realize that God said, no matter how dry and how bleak your situation is, I can cause you to come up. I can prosper you. I can save you. I can bless you. I can heal you. I can encourage you. And I can make it happen. God looked at a world that he realized that there was an evil angel and even evil angels that had come to this world to wreak havoc, cause pain and suffering and wars and rumors of wars and to, in general, and even specifically though, bring much confusion to this planet, much sickness, pestilence, even death. And so the Lord set about, and of course he did it before the foundation of the world, but as we look at the book, God set about. Many people don't understand some of the terminologies and things that God says and why he showed it the way he did. He did it to get down on your level. He stooped down to you. He condescended to us who are of low estate. And you know, sometimes if you're uh, in, in teaching, sometimes you can get uh, a tad frustrated uh, with a student that is just not getting it. And so you continue to reduce it to lowest terms. You continue to break it down because you're trying to get on the mind, the level of the child's mind or the student's mind to where they can grasp the truth that you are giving to them. And Jesus did the same thing. He got down on our level. That's why he came from glory to earth. That's why he, God, was manifest in the flesh. That means God showed himself in the flesh. He did that so he could show you that sin was conquered through him and that you could live a life here, an overcoming life, that you, weak and lowly and dissatisfied and unhappy and all confused and sick and messed up, and he said, I can cause you to have the right thing take place in your heart and in your life. And so he came from glory to earth, and he showed himself, he demonstrated himself, he manifest himself in the flesh. 
And he went about in an earthly ministry, doing good, healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil. Now what came from heaven was the Spirit, the Word. What came from earth was the body that the Spirit dwelled in. The Spirit was produced through Mary, for that which was conceived in her, Matthew 1.18 said, was of His Holy Spirit. He spoke the Word, and Mary brought forth that flesh, that child, that babe. And in that babe dwelled the fullness of the very God bodily. He was born king. And as he grew and got older and went through his teenage years, then the scripture teaches there came a time when he was to be shown. And so he stepped out and he began to a ministry. And in his ministry, he went about doing good and healing all those that were sick and oppressed of the devil. And in so doing, he brought a plan and he began to teach. As one man said, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. And so they, many of them that were desirous of the real thing, even though they were surrounded by religion, surrounded by talking heads that were filled with traditions and theories and their own ideas. And they it had been like the dragon opened his mouth and sent forth this flood of confusion. And, and the flood was running in the wrong direction, pulling people down and destroying their lives. In the midst of it all, there came one that sprang out of dry ground. And he, Jesus the Christ, began to bring a message of hope and of love and of power and of authority to people. A message of salvation that they stood in the street and they cried, save us now. Deliver us from the mess we're in. We need to stop digging. You know, if you're, if you're digging a hole, you need to stop digging. And he got them to quit digging the same old hole and the same old patterns, the same old ditch, the same old rut and it got them to raise their hearts with their hands and begin to believe a message that would save them and the Bible teaches that he went to the cross he gave his life he laid it down he said no man takes it from me I lay it down you better remember who's in control whose will's going to be done in the final analysis So, he gave his life on the cross. And the enemy, all those that were attached to him, those that would urge him to speak of many things and just looking and laying wait, trying to catch him in his words. Now they all figured they had won and the victory was theirs. And it is so sad how deceived a heart can be. And the Bible teaches that he rose again from the dead on the third day, just as he said he would. Power to lay that life down, he had power to raise that life up again because of the spirit that was in him and that left him on the cross and re-entered him three days later. And so the Bible teaches that he began to show himself alive with many infallible proofs, speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of the spirit. And on that last go around he leads them and you will read about that in your last chapters of Matthew, Mark and Luke and the second to last chapter of John. You will read how that Jesus 
led them out as far as to Bethany in the Mount of Olives overlooking the city of Jerusalem. And there he gave them last-minute instructions, and he began to uh, encourage them, and then he commanded them that they should go and receive the promise of the Spirit. Go receive the Holy Ghost. I have told you, after that the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And he said, after that takes place, he said, then you're going to have power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you, and that you will tread upon the scorpions and the serpents, and that you will be my witnesses, saith the Lord unto all nations this message is going to go to every nation and then shall the end come and there had to be that beginning place at least New Testament beginning place and so they went about 120 of them believed what Jesus said now you see when you believe then you start acting on your believing believing is not passive believing is not lazy believing is not slothful believing does not shirk and lay back and fall asleep and sleep the sleep of death uh, believing does not sit in rocking chairs believing is active believing is moving believing is getting up and getting with it About 380, they believed not. Verse 22, because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation, they went the other way. And they went back to their religious ways. They went back to their traditions. They went back to their state of confusion, their condition of confusion and living in theory land and making it up as they went along and whatever was convenient for the flesh and whatever would they could come up with that they felt like in their minds was justifying the sin and the wrong that they were doing, the letdown that they were involved in. But Jesus Christ had a group that said, yes, we're gonna, we believe what you're saying and we're going to that upper room, that church house down there in Jerusalem and we're going to gather together there and we're going to wait for the promise of the Spirit that you have told us about. The Bible said they watched him go away and the angels, they that stood by in white apparel, they said unto them, why are you gazing at him? He's coming back again in like manner. Now you go ahead and get on with business. They said, well, Jesus, what about this? And what about that? And Jesus said, that's not for you to even worry about right now. What you need to get the main thing is to get in that upper room and get the Holy Ghost. You need to quit worrying about about everything else and get the Holy Ghost, get your focus on receiving the promise of the Spirit to act on Acts. The book of Acts shows it to you. A, B, C, one, two, three. You'll repent. You'll get baptized in Jesus' name and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You need to act on Acts. You don't need to cop out religion. You don't need a rationalizing theory. You don't need some humanistic, unabsolute way of thinking. No, you need to, in other words, you don't need to not believe because they believe not. They got nothing but deception. They got nothing but the fruits of unbelief. Just years 
of vanity, wastefulness, wasted lives. That's what they got for turning and going the other direction. But those that went to the upper room and acted on Acts, they got the Holy Ghost. They got baptized, and they baptized people in the name of Jesus Christ. And they were so filled and full of the joy and the power and the love of God. The Bible said that the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost, that he has given unto us abundantly. The Bible said that these people, they set not their hearts aright, and their spirit wasn't right. But can I tell you that these folks, they got an experience that caused them to continue to set their affections, their emotions, and their thoughts, their feelings on things that are above. They set their hearts aright, and he set their hearts afire, and they absolutely bounced out of that upper room, and they begin to fill their city with the doctrine of Jesus Christ. They did that because they believed it. They went everywhere telling everybody to repent. They went everywhere baptizing everybody that would repent in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of the full pardon of their sins, and they laid hands and believed as a group together and the Holy Ghost would fall. The place where they worship would be shaken and they would get renewed while others got filled and they were happy beyond words because he said it's joy unspeakable and it's full of glory. It is the gift of God and you get it because of his grace. Not anything of you, it's of him. You need to act on acts. You act on this. Just another way of saying you need to believe on this. You need to act on this. Believing is not sedentary, stationary. Believing is not something that shows no fire or no power or no get up and go. Quite the opposite. Jesus wants you to be in his church, which is the body of Christ, not the building. That's a church house. People make up the body of Christ through the born-again experience, through being baptized in Jesus' name and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what makes you a part of the body of Christ. And becoming a part of the body of Christ, the congregation of Jesus Christ, then you become a part of the exception that it is true that many are called but few are chosen. And he wants you to be a part of the elect and the elite. He wants you to be a part of his group. Now, everything outwardly is going to look like it did in the Old Testament. It, didn't, it wasn't flashy, the tabernacle, the church house. It wasn't flashy. It was animal skins. It was badger skins. It just wasn't anything that was really that great to look upon. It kind of gave off a, little, a bit of an ordinary look. It didn't really draw your attention. It wouldn't allure you. But when you peeled back the flap and when you stepped inside and the light of the candlestick shone on the bread, which is the word of God, and it shone on the altar where you could pray and offer an incense, when it showed you there was nothing but gold in there, that the gold was on the inside and that beyond the veil, you could go now, you can go into the holiest of the holies wherein is the presence of the almighty God back then one man got to go but now everybody gets to go whosoever will can go to the presence of the Lord because his mercy and his grace is out and running loose seeking people 
that would worship him, spirit and the truth, people that will act on acts, on the actions of the church. The actions of the church. And the church is in motion. The church is in action. The church inspired by his Holy Spirit, authorized by his Holy Spirit, commissioned, commanded by his Holy Spirit is going into all the world and preaching the gospel, the good news, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Death being repentance, burial being water baptism in Jesus' name, resurrection being the gift of the Holy Ghost, placing you into the body of Christ, giving you the kingdom of God within you. And you want this to, to be in you. You want to be a part of the exception. The reason it's, it's not opposite just to be opposite. It's not different just to be different. You've got to understand that it is the very thing from the beginning. This is what God had in mind. This is what God set in motion. This is what God said, this is how I am. And it was, it was evil angels that came to planet Earth that messed up the whole thing. And Eve partook of what she shouldn't have. Adam partook of what he shouldn't have. And the lights went out and the scales came over the mind and the eyes. And their hearts were darkened. And they were not able to see any longer the, the beautiful tree of eternal life. And they had were fumbling around in confusion. And that's how man has been all of these uh, millenniums. But now in this time when Jesus came, when the fullness of time was come, the Spirit said, and fought the flesh made of a woman. The flesh was at a time known as the law, under the law, but he came to redeem. He came to save people from the harshness of the letter of death known as the law. And he said, behold, I bring you grace. I bring you mercy. I bring you love. And most importantly, I bring you salvation. Believe it. And if you believe it, you're going to act on it. You're going to act on it. You're going to get up and get with it. You're going to shake up the shackles and the blinders and the scales of unbelief. You're going to cut out of great darkness and come into marvelous light. That's what you're going to do. You got to act on acts. You know, I was a, I was a typical lost person. Grew up without any knowledge of truth, and was very rebellious and disobedient. And I ran with wrong crowds and did wrong things. And I even tried to lose myself in sports and many other things. But uh, there came a day. There came a time when this great salvation just stood right in front of me and you can come this way and by the grace of God I didn't continue on that wrong path that was leading into greater darkness any longer that by the grace of God I begin to believe and I begin to act on acts I remember the night that I was assaulted by Two or three guys, their weapons was, were their tongues and their unbelieving minds. As they began to tell me there, there was no God, and God didn't appear to Moses in a burning bush that was an alien from outer space. You'd be surprised how weird and strange and out there people can get.
and, and spirits get a hold of minds. It wasn't too many years ago that I believe it was about, I don't know, 8 or 18, whatever it was, people that dressed all in black, with including black sneakers, and uh, gave their lives believing that there was something coming through in the name of a spaceship that was going to pick them up and carry them away. And they wound up just committing suicide. People have gone down to other continents and gathered together and, and uh, wound, wouldn't, weren't allowed to go anywhere or talk to anybody. And they wound up drinking poison and dying and all being told all the while that this is the salvation. There are many extreme, strange, and weird, and odd, and most especially contrary things to the Word of God that people will believe. People will muster all kinds of strength and thoughts and power of mind to believe what is not in the Bible. But they can't seem to find a smidgen of faith to believe what is in the Bible. Maybe a better word than smidgen would be faith as the grain of a mustard seed. Now, you know, grains are not very big. And it didn't say grains. It said grain of a mustard seed. Thing about that mustard seed is it's tough. It's tenacious. It doesn't give up. It comes out of the dry ground because God can will it to come out of the dry ground. God can take whatever body universally will be against and he said you the church will be hated of all nations and all men for my namesake for what you believe for what you stand up for when you say to be baptized in Jesus name you are saying that for his namesake when you live a life that's overcoming because a great work was done in your heart and made a change outwardly in you it may look to some people to be drab or a little bit plain but let me tell you, in God's eyes, it's of great price. It's what God says that counts. It's what God has given us in his word. And he wants us to be that exception. That's what makes you so valuable. Because in proportion or in ratio, there is here on earth going to be less of us and more of them. They're common people who cuss, drink, gamble, cheat, fornicate, commit adultery, get drunk, go to the clubs. And let me tell you what the Bible teaches about dancing in the spirit don't have anything to do with the kind of dancing that gets done in clubs. You hear me? It has nothing to do, but people want to call it praise dancing. Well, whichever way you're shaking that thing, it ain't godly. You might want to get that straight. Put any adjective you want in front of it. Call it praise dancing if you want. But honey, that ain't praise dancing. You got to stick with the Bible and the spirit of the Bible. Not enough to get your, your uh, mind to where you're believing. But you got to let that, that heart get it right. But you've got to let that spirit come in line too. Paul did talk about that. You want to believe the word that teaches you. Once you start acting on acts and you get born again, that means you get baptized in Jesus' name and you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That places you in the body. And once that takes place, then you've got to go on to grow in grace and knowledge and realize having these precious promises that you cleanse yourself of all things a manner of filth from the flesh and the spirit. It's in your Bible. 
creating me a clean heart, renew within me a right spirit. We want it to be the way God wants it to be. The world is filled with people doing it wrong. The world is filled with people whose minds are on every kind of thing except, except the exception. You want to have your mind on the exception. People that do what everybody else does, you know, they're not worth very much. Only in the spiritual sense of their soul. That is of value to God and to the church. Everything else is really not going to amount to a whole lot when you get right down to it. Not going to matter if you set an Olympic record. Not going, you know, when I was a young man growing up, even before me, but it was in the, you know, newspapers or magazines or you heard it in school and history, they would talk about a man that, uh, <clears throat> the man that played Tarzan. And uh, he was an Olympic champion, and he had set records in swimming. His times, today, he wouldn't make the women's team. You know, things have a way of just fading out, just becoming nothing. All the accomplishments that the world brags on, all the things that people chase after and get mesmerized by, all the young people say, wow, I wish I could be like that. You know, but you, you don't want to be what the herd is. You don't want to be what everybody is. You want to have an experience that God said, it makes you part of my elect, part of my elite, part of my body, the church. You become something special here. You become the apple of God's eye, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who can heal anything, the one who can save and deliver from a devil's hell, the one who absolutely has all power in heaven and earth. You become his child. And he looks at you and says, you're my child. You look at him and you say, you're my father and in that day you're going to be glad for that relationship when the stars are falling and the heavens are rolling together like a scroll and the stars are falling to earth and there's not a star out there but what it's bigger than planet earth and you realize that every mountain is going to be moved every island is going to be moved you're going to be glad when people are begging to die and hide and can't find that place and you can stand with him and say I want a his Yes, I was different, but it was a good difference. Yes, I am among the exception. I'm one of God's children. While you're standing, and you can hold up your head while you hold up your hands, and you lift up your eyes and your heart, and you can say, I'm so glad I'm one of them. And you can down it, you can diss it, you can make fun of it, you can disrespect it any way, shape that they do. But it's not going to change the reality of the situation. Let's act on acts. Let's not kick back. Let's not fold our arms. Let's not shut down our minds, our hearts, and do nothing. Any old unbeliever can do that. Let's be a believer in God's eyes. A believer in God's eyes repents of their sins. A believer in God's eyes gets baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in water for the full pardon of all of their sins. And a believer in God's eyes is filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And a believer in God's eyes keeps on believing from Romans through Revelation what the Bible teaches to the newborn children of God as they grow in grace and knowledge in the Lord. As they mature 
and strong meat belongs to them that quit being babies and start growing up in the Lord. And everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said amen. Everybody said hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Everybody wants to be an adult. They want to be grown up. They want all the privileges of that, but they don't want the responsibility of that. You know? There's a whole message on that that I'm not going to preach right now. But you tell yourself, Paul said, when I became a man, he said, I put away those childish things. Time to grow up. Let's get the Holy Ghost. Let's get baptized in Jesus' name. Let's get in the body of Christ, and let's get about the business of the Lord. Let's grow up in Jesus Christ. What do you say? Let's be the exception. Well, everybody else is, I don't care where everybody else is at. They're at the football game, or they're at this, or they're at that, or that club, or whatever. It doesn't matter to me where they're at. I, I'm where I, I need to be. I'm in church. And it's not be in church and then go be that. No, 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 no. It's be in church and cut that off. And you get a brand new heart. You get a brand new life. You get a brand new outlook. You get a brand new nature. A man told me yesterday, he's a businessman in town. I saw him at the post office, and he said, there's a little boy with him. And um, <clears throat> I said, so is that so-and-so? He said, no, this one's Enrique, Ricky. And I said, okay. And he looked to be about six years old, and and he was with his dad, and they were getting the mail, and his dad said to me, he said, I need to come to Sunday school, preacher. I said, yes, you do. And he said, I'm not kidding. I said, neither am I. And he said, you know, I, when I was younger, he said, I just decided I didn't need that anymore. He said, but you know what? He said, I, I need that. And he said, and I, I said, he said, I want to bring my, my son here. And I said, well, we want you to. I said, we got super church for him. I said, you bring him right along, and you come on out to God's house. And I am trying to tell you that you've got to come to a place. He's going to have to act on that now. He's going to have to act on that because there's any number of an army of evil angels through people, an army of people that is going to try to turn your attention in every other direction to every other thing. And you've got to act on this thing. You've got to say, I'm going to go to the house of God and I'm going to be glad to be there and I'm going to act on what it's teaching. I'm not just going to sit there and let it go in one ear and out the other. I'm going to get what he's saying. How much better that verse reads when we take out the knot. And that's what you want to do because the devil's the one that we got the knot in the devil's tail, right? He said, thou shalt surely not die. Nothing but a lion spirit. Well, let's take the knot out of there. And so let it become because we believed God and because we trusted in the salvation of God. Therefore, we are a happy people. We are happy to be the exception. We are happy that he has made us special. We are happy that we are the rare reality in the world in which we live. That we are the light. We are the city set on a hill. We are the salt of the earth. We are everything that God said his people are to be. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. and Let's determine in God that we're going to act on what the book of Acts is teaching. Let's praise him here a moment. Come on, I love you, Jesus. And I bless your holy name. And as she sings, Lord, and we worship. This altar is open. We want you to come gather in. All of our girls and ladies over here, our men over here, you can have this great experience. God wants you to have this great experience. Every breath that I take, 
every moment I'm holy, away. Holy, holy, holy. 